Well, welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and today we're in the studios with Rob Phillips. Rob, welcome to Foundational Thoughts. Thanks for having me. Hey, well, we're glad that you're here, and every person in life who has a job gets a title. So in case a person doesn't know who you are, what is your title? I am the Director of Ministry, Support, and Apologetics for the Missouri Baptist Convention. Okay, say that again. Director of... Ministry Support. Ministry Support. And Apologetics. And Apologetics. Now, I knew you kind of as a communications guy. Is that still part of what you do? And explain that to me just a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's the Ministry Support part. Okay. And uh, that's really divided into two parts. Our group provides all of the creative services for our ministerial staff. Uh, so that's everything from graphic design to video to web and social media. Um, and then the other part of it is the technology part, the media technology and events. And that's all of the networks and the computers and phone systems and databases that are used by our ministry teams. But it also includes live event support. So if you come to the annual meeting or our Great Commission Conference, or one of the other events, it's most likely that the set was designed and built by one of our folks. Wow. And they do all the video and audio and light. So I get to do all of that. That's all a part of uh, what's known as ministry support. And if you've been listening and have been a part of Missouri Baptist uh, life at all over the last 10 or 15 years, you're also the voice of the agency restoration group, are you not? <laughs> <And> every... <laughs> I'm about to lose that job, which I'm very grateful I'm for. I'm so excited about that, but we <laughs> normally get to hear a report from Rob about the, the status of that, and you've done a great job with that. Now, how long have you been working with the Missouri Baptist Convention? I've been here seven years now. Wow, seven years. And what were you doing before that, Rob? Uh, before that, I spent most of my career in corporate life. I worked okay. in the oil industry for almost 20 years wow. uh, as an executive speechwriter media relations person, public affairs person, Um, also worked in retail, worked for Walmart stores in their home office for a few years, and then at Lifeway Christian Research, uh, Lifeway Christian Resources as their director of communications uh, before coming here. Wow, so quite uh, adept and quite a variety of experience there, a speech writer. I've always thought that'd be kind of cool, getting other people to say things. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually a very good job for me, and, and it's one of the ways the Lord really works in your life, because mm-hmm. uh, the Lord saved me when I was uh, yeah, uh, 28 years old. 28 years old. And not long after that, called me into ministry, specifically as a, a, a preacher or a teacher. Wow. And being an executive speech writer, uh, before I came to know the Lord, helped me when he called me to preach put sermons together. So it's it's interesting how the Lord, uh, He doesn't waste any experience uh, or anything that happens. He puts it to good use. He is a good God. Now you had to actually say the words, though, instead of giving them for somebody else to, to speak out. Wow. I bet that was quite interesting. So were you married when you came to know Christ and already had a family? Or? I, I was married. Uh, my wife, very fine Christian lady, when we were dating and got married, I told her I was a believer and had been baptized when I was a kid and uh, grew up in a wonderful, faithful Christian home. Mm -hmm. But really, the Lord got a hold of me when I was a young adult and really convicted me very strongly 
uh, that, uh, yeah, I was calling myself a Christian, but I really didn't know the Lord. I'd never really surrendered my life uh, mm. to him. And my wife, Nancy, was just so good because uh, she just sort of, I'd kind of gotten out of church and really didn't want to go that much sure. and didn't want to fellowship with other believers. And she was just very gentle, but very persistent. And why don't you come with me? You know, wow. what about this? And so uh, when I began to uh, visit uh, the church we were living in Oklahoma at the time, visiting a Southern Baptist church, met some really fine young couples there, and uh seemed like every time the preacher preached, it was like he was thumping me in the chest mm. with his index finger, and it was really just <laughs> the Lord calling me to himself. So I owe a debt of gratitude to my wife for her faithful uh, Christian testimony. Well, now, did you guys meet in college, or did you know each other earlier? We met in college, yes. Okay. Got married between our junior and senior year. Wow. And where did you grow up? What's home for you and uh, your mind? I was born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, really blessed uh, to be raised in a wonderful Christian home. My mom and dad uh, helped start the very first Southern Baptist Church in northeastern Wisconsin. Oh, really? They'd been attending another church in the area and mm -hmm. grew increasingly uh, disillusioned with the, the liberalism mm -hmm. of it. They sought a more biblically faithful church and had heard about the Southern Baptist Convention. Really? And had heard about the Minnesota-Wisconsin Baptist Convention and uh, began to explore that with some other families in the church and uh, got some help and support from both of those conventions. Wow. And uh, I remember as a little kid meeting in our living room, meeting in people's basements, finally renting out a little storefront. And then finally, in the late 50s, uh, the church had enough uh, momentum where they purchased five acres of land on the edge of Green Bay, uh, and the only thing out there, only things out there was a two-lane road, okay. a mobile gasoline station, right. and a brand-new stadium called City Stadium, which is now <laughs> Lambeau Field. <laughs> wow. That's, that was probably a pretty good investment in land right there, I would it, think. It, it certainly was and still is today. Because that, that's Highland Crest, is that correct, the name of that church? It is, yes. See, I had a, some family members, brother-in-law, who were members of Highland Crest. And so there we've got a connection back there, Is Rob. that right? That is right. And the thing about that church, we've been there on a Sunday morning during football season, and the way it's oriented, you can look past the pastor. He can't see it, but all the congregation can see all the people going to the game right across the street at Lambeau Field. And I don't know how anybody ever pays attention to whatever the preacher is saying, but I'm well, glad he's facing that way instead of the other. And in fact, you know, they, they built that newer auditorium probably 15, 20 years ago. Sure, but sure. then about five, six years ago, Lambeau Field went through a a big upgrade, right. and they put these huge jumbotrons over oh, each really? end zone. And so now, if you get to church early enough and you sit on the far right or the far left, <laughs> you can actually look out the windows and uh, see the jumbotrons. Oh, so if the preacher goodness. goes long, you won't miss a minute of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I can't imagine anybody holding their attention for that long when you've got the game on there behind you. You mentioned your title, though, was not just related to ministry support services, and you kind of explained that, some of the technology and some of the communication pieces, some of those events but also something that you said, Apologist Network. Now, for our listeners who's never heard of that, 
Uh, are you guys a bunch of guys who just go around apologizing for what's been wrong in our country and our culture? I think Donald Blue, didn't he write a book, Blue Like Jazz, where he set up a confession booth or something on a college <laughs> campus and kind of apologized for people? Are you doing that, or what What are you doing? What is yeah, an apologist that term, network? That term apologetics is very interesting and often misunderstood, but basically Christian apologetics just means offering a reasonable defense of the Christian faith. And the English word apologetics comes from a Greek noun, apologia, and the noun or verb form appear about 20 times or so in the New Testament. Wow. So as you read through the New Testament, if you come upon the word defend or defense or defending, it that comes from that root word. And you see it uh, in a variety of ways. It's classical use is a legal defense. And we see examples of that in Acts, where Paul has to provide his own legal defense before Felix and Festus and Agrippa. But then when you get back into Philippians, and especially in 1 Peter 3, uh, it's applied to the gospel. And Paul talks about being called to the defense of the gospel. And then Peter in 1 Peter 3 says, uh, well, all of us as believers should always be ready to give a defense. We should always be ready to offer a reason for the hope that's within us and to do so with gentleness and respect. So when we talk about apologetics, we talk about being equipped and ready to defend the Christian faith, uh, but to do it with gentleness and respect in a way that honors the Lord. And so how did you get involved in that subset of theological study? What, What brought you into this? Yeah, I was humiliated into Christian apologetics. <laughs> okay. I, I mentioned to you that the Lord saved me uh, as an adult, um, and even though I had some very good Christian upbringing and, and, and things that never, never left me, um, not long after I came to know the Lord, uh, one Saturday morning there was a knock on our door, and uh, opened the door, and there to greet me were two ladies with bright smiling faces from the local kingdom hall. Mm -hmm. And so I invited them into a house and we sat down and we had the most pleasant conversation for about a minute and a half. (laughs) A minute and a half. And then they proceeded to ask questions and make comments that just totally tore me apart. I didn't know how to answer, how to respond And uh, we finally got on the subject of the deity of Christ, which our Jehovah's Witness friends deny, of course. And they asked me, well, you you must believe in the deity of Christ. And I said, well, yeah, I do. And I will never forget the older of the two ladies, the one that was kind of taking the lead and training the other one, you know, leaned forward and with her bony little index finger was (laughs) tapping on my Bible and saying, you show me in here where Jesus ever said, I am God. Now, that's kind of a trick question, because in the English, Jesus never says that. In the Greek, it comes out because he uses the divine name, and Jesus forgives sins, which only God can do, and uses the divine name, which only belongs to God, and he receives worship, which only God can do. And Matthew calls him God, and Luke calls him God, and John calls him God, and Paul and Peter do. So there's ample evidence there But I didn't know how to respond, so I kind of hemmed and hawed for what seemed like an eternity, (laughs) but it was probably only about a minute or so, and uh, 
after that, uh, the two ladies stood up, and I will never forget the older of the two ladies looked at me with this kind of victorious grin on her face, and she said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll come back another time when you're better prepared. Wow. So that hurt. Mm. And uh, Mm. I knew that what they were teaching was wrong, but I didn't really know how to respond. And uh, But the Lord used that very painful and humbling experience mm. to encourage me to, to know what I believe and why I believe it. So that sort of launched a whole interest for me in, in better understanding the core doctrines of the Christian faith. And then if you do that, if you know the real thing, it doesn't matter what the counterfeit is, you'll be able to know something's wrong when it comes along. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're probably not the only one who have been asked questions that they really can't have an answer. Sometimes those questions are trick questions in a sense, or they're obviously by the asking of the question, the way the question is asked, they're trying to lead you in a direction. Right. And I bet a lot of people feel that way. And so you've kind of taken up that as, as not want to say your mantra, but one of the callings in your life to do that. And you've written several books and you continue to write books and you uh, serve in this role. And you've got a lot to teach us over the next several podcasts about apologists, what it takes to offer an apology, not in the sense of we're sorry, but a defending of the faith. And we look forward to hearing that. So if you're listening today on the podcast and you're like, I want some more information about that because I've had an experience like that, or I'm afraid of having an experience like that. Uh, Rob, what is a way to get in touch with you or in some of the best resources? Is there a way that somebody could reach out and find some of these resources that we're going to be talking about over the next several podcasts? Sure. Probably the simplest way is to go to the Missouri Baptist Convention website, mobaptist.org slash apologetics. And, um, you can find resources there. There are ways to contact me there as well, but also via phone, calling the Missouri Baptist Convention main number and asking for me, or via email at rphillips at mobaptist.org. rphillips at mobaptist.org, but it's right there on the website, mobaptist.org, and there's a, a, a place on the website that says apologetics. Yes. A person can click there and learn some more information. Another way that you can do that is to listen in these next several podcasts as Rob and I sit down and we talk more about apologetics, what it is, what it means, and maybe even some of the need of that in a way that you might be able to get some of the training that would make you feel better equipped. Rob, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me.